It's a terribly serious, terribly scary time in the world right now, to say the least, with the Russian invasion of Ukraine and all else that might follow. And it's even hitting the hockey world now. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates where you found this. The Penguins are back at practice today in Cranberry. They'll also practice there tomorrow. And then their next games are Thursday and Friday nights in Tampa and Raleigh respectively. Two big games, if anything sports-related can seem big. The National Hockey League joined, in essence, the International Olympic Committee, the soccer governing bodies, FIFA, UEFA, lots of other entities, including, in the hockey sense, the International Ice Hockey Federation, and member clubs like Dinamo Riga in Latvia that pulled out of Russia's Continental Hockey League. Jokerit of Finland pulled out of the KHL as well. And in the NHL's statement, the one that was going to get the most attention in Pittsburgh, obviously, the league took a universal stance condemning the Russian invasion And then on top of that, and infinitely more meaningful, withdrew all of its current business partnerships, even took down the Russian language version of NHL.com. And that's the sort of thing that'll lead to even further discussions, I'm sure, in the days to come as the situation potentially worsens on the ground in Ukraine. Already, we've heard from no less prominent a hockey figure than Dominic Hasek, the dominator, the Czech legend, in criticizing Alexander Ovechkin's really vague statement and answers that he gave to questions to reporters in Washington a couple of days ago. Ovechkin's always been a vocal and visible supporter of Vladimir Putin. And given the opportunity to denounce that or to really say anything at all about it, the closest he came was, it's my country, he's my president. Hasek took that remark, called Ovechkin weak, and then advocated for all Russian NHLers to be basically thrown out, to be sent back to Russia. And one did not get the sense that he was speaking in some sort of figurative or symbolic sense. He meant it. I am 180 degrees at the opposite of Hashik's stance for a whole bunch of reasons, and not just because one of the most prominent Russian athletes on the planet happens to work right here in this city. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals for those in need. Visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Evgeny Malkin, for anybody who has either forgotten or was never aware of this, had to go some extraordinary lengths to leave Russia, to leave his team in Magnitogorsk, to get to Pittsburgh to play for the Penguins. We focus so much, especially now in the gotcha or cancel culture or whatever anyone would care to label it, on what people say in the moment. What's way more relevant is what they do. If you go back to Malkin's escape, and it actually was an escape, he exhibited a passion for freedom. He exhibited, as young as he was, no special loyalty to that particular president. Did he figure out along the way how to coexist? Sure he did. Sure he did. Did he cozy up a little bit too much with Putin and other Russian government officials who spend an inordinate amount of time around hockey players? for government officials because of Putin's own passion for the sport? Sure he did. He's a hockey player. People, he's a hockey player. He's a hockey player, by the way, with family, not just here in Pittsburgh, but also back home and friends and acquaintances. And in Russia, with the nature of that government, they know who all of them are because they track every single freaking thing about anybody who's got money or influence, who's Russian, all over the map. I could go on about a lot of different components to this subject, and I'm not going to. I'm going to limit this to three, three things that I have to say, and then I'm going to let it go. Promise. Number one, the NHL, the IIHF, the individual clubs that have left the KHL, the IOC, FIFA, and for that matter, all of the governments and all of the businesses from the giant oil companies to the local bars on the south side that have stopped serving Russian vodka, they're doing the right thing. What's happening in Ukraine is a series of war crimes. The world can't and hasn't, to date, overreact. Two, I have zero issue with whatever it is that Malkin might or might not have to say in whatever form he chooses to say it or not say it. He's a hockey player. So to start, I really don't care, with all due respect, He is a great hockey player. He's not someone whose opinion I value on something of this scope. 
my understanding from the Penguins is that he's reluctant to do a formal interview kind of thing. He hasn't ruled it out. He also might just settle for a written statement that he can control and ensure that he doesn't screw up and put his family in harm's way. Seems kind of understandable. Number three, and let this one rise above, please. Evgeny Malkin is carrying a United States passport. He is a United States citizen in every way. His son, Nikita, was born here. His family is being raised here. And when I say here, just because I'm talking to people who would press play on a show like this, I'm talking about Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Evgeny Malkin is an American by every definition you'd want to apply to being an American. By the rules we set ourselves as a country and as a culture of acceptance and of embracing people from all over. So no, Mr. Hashik, and no to anyone else who would dare to bring up something this backward. No one's about to send back an American citizen to another country. Not how it works here. When we come back, just one question. Today's J1Q comes from Mark Mydell, and Mark asks, is there any point even playing Kasperi Kapanen anymore? There's literally no benefit that he brings the team, and it's been that way most of the season. It is what it is at this point, but it makes little sense to keep playing him. Enough is enough. Well, Mark, there are different types of players who contribute different types of things, and in a normal setting, for you to pose a question like that, my reflex would be to say, well, no, hang on. He brings this or he brings that. But one of the problems, maybe the only problem of being someone with enough natural, offensive, physical talent as Kapanen clearly has, not even an opinion, is that you set your own label. If Kapanen isn't scoring, he's not worth all that much to you. Now, he's not bad defensively. Don't misunderstand when I say that. This isn't someone who's either reckless or lazy with the puck. But you don't have a Kapanen on your roster, certainly not at a $3.25 million cap hit, so that you know, he can clean up his own zone and chip and chase. He needs to produce. And as a result, I'm almost with you. Almost. Not quite. You thought you had me. Here's why I'm not. My belief is that Ron Hextall and Brian Burke are going to make some kind of move in advance of the trade deadline to add depth scoring. I don't believe that they can just sit back and hope that the current group will either 
I don't know, find some great collective awakening, or in the case of some players like Evan Rodriguez, a reawakening. I do believe that because of the quality of his overall offensive play, Danton Heinen will get back on the score sheet sooner rather than later. I've really liked his game, even if he hasn't put the puck in the back of the net. It's coming for him. I'm not seeing that from any of these other guys, and I'm not seeing it from Kapanen. Yes, he can have a rush that makes you kind of pep up a little bit and think, wow, look at that. He could do exactly that three or four more times in this game, and one of those is going to result in a goal. The problem is he doesn't do it those next three or four times. He'll gain the zone and pirouette and pull up and drop pass and something else that's either backward or sideways, and you're going to wonder why the Kapanen family, including Sammy himself, his dad, who played in the NHL, cursed him with all these wonderful genes. To make a trade of any kind, Hextall and Burke have to clear cap space first and foremost. There isn't a player to be had for the nickel and dime they've got lying around in that sense. There are two ways to do that. One is to move one of the defensemen from the NHL's most expensive defensive core, I should add. And you would think that would be kind of reasonable, except when you start thinking about who the names are. And even if you're, let's say you're disappointed in the way Brian Dumoulin's looked lately. And you say, well, listen, there's $4 million right there. Just move him. Get P.O. Joseph into the mix, and there you go. There's there's three and a half million right there freed up. Go get your forward or really whatever it is that you want. The problem with that is Dumoulin could also be looked at as a Jenga piece because if you pull him out of there, what are you doing to Chris Letang? Letang hasn't been superb of late. I don't think he's been bad either. But the Letang that we saw for the better part of the season's first 50 games, that's the Latang you need to win a Stanley Cup. You need the elite Latang, And I'm liking the chances of having the elite Latang better with a known partner than with trying something completely new or even partially new. So it comes to the forwards. You can't trade Jason Zucker. He's owed way too much money for way too long. He's not even healthy. Most of the rest of the forwards, because of the cost of the defense, are relatively cheap. And thus, even if you moved them, you wouldn't really be clearing any cap space that would allow you to go get somebody other than Kapanen. Kapanen is the one that jumps out. So I, I think, Mark, it'll either play out like this or Kapanen's just going to go on some kind of rush or tear and make everybody believe that it was all just a matter of temporarily lost confidence or whatever. But again, I'm not seeing that. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. Let's do another one tomorrow.